You know, I still have an outtake of an episode that um, I think it was myself, Peter, and I think it was Paul Sainsbury. Uh, I think we we're talking about long-running teams, and man, there was there was a, a wholly inappropriate joke at the end, and Peter laughed. That laugh, there we go. That's the one. Peter laughed so hard yeah. for so long. Like I think we had to cut out five minutes of the show, including the joke. <laughs> and I honestly I still listen to that outtakes every now and then just for funsies And welcome to episode 50 of the ZA Dev Chat podcast. Tonight, tonight on the panel, I'm joined by Kevin. Hello, hello. And Len. How's it, everybody? And we're joined by two stalwarts of the podcast, uh, Peter Garmeseis. Hello. And Stephen McDonald. This is the part where I say something clever, right? Uh, that's right. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think he nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> so, welcome, guys. Um, it's a big night for all of us. <laughs> I think uh, everybody here has uh, been involved in this podcast one way or another for either way too long or, or not long enough uh, to be determined. <laughs> we, uh, I'm curious to kind of kick us off. Um, I want to pull back the, the, the timeline to when the idea for this podcast uh, started. Like, what was the, was it over beers, over coffee, uh, like uh, uh, somebody lose a bet? Who's going to tell us? where this thing germinated. Stephen, go. So Skype, actually. Um, Peter Peter and I um, used to have very regular Skype chats and he'd show me some cool stuff that he was working on and I'd attempt to show him something that I thought was cool that he'd worked on like two months ago. And so I ended up learning a hell of a lot from Peter over those conversations. And Oh, geez, Peter, I think we'd been doing it for two, three months, like every few weeks. Um, and I think one of us made the joke, like, so we should actually just record this and just put it out there. And yeah, I think I was sitting at work the one day and I thought, you know what? Hell, if not, why not? And let's pull in a third. Um, and I mean, we both, I think we both knew Kev. I know I definitely knew Kevin. Um, so yeah, we just decided to get something going. Um, and the other side of it is I've listened to podcasts a lot because I used to drive really, really far for work every day. And I was really tired of listening to American accents all the time. And I wanted to kind of hear, you know, people with a quiet accent from the middle of Pretoria or something like that. You know, I just wanted to hear local people with local stories um, since we have got some really, really good devs here. And yeah, that's that's where it started from my side. Um, Peter? Yeah, um, for me, it was more about um, the conversations that we had were really interesting. And I, I thought it would be a good idea for us to share those conversations so that if anybody was, um, was listening to it and actually got anything, any value from it, um, all, the, all the better, right? Um, because the one thing that I do enjoy is um, every – I'll con – our conferences are so few and far between while well, the conferences that I attend. Um, and it's always nice to catch up with, with a whole bunch of people. And one of the ideas was that the podcast would be that place where we would pull, uh, pull the people in the community together and, um, just have a, a round table of chats and share and, um, learn from each other. Yeah. I just remember Stephen pinning me. I don't know if it was on Slack or Skype or WhatsApp, whatever it was. Uh, like, hey, come join us for a conversation. We're going to record a podcast. Uh, and at that point, I did not know Peter. So my virtual introduction to Peter happened on Google Hangouts. And we took a step and recorded episode one. How long ago exactly was that? I can see, I can see episode two was like in March 2015. Yeah. It was the 8th of March. Yeah, so I think it was around the end of February, start of March. It wasn't long after I joined um, Driven. Wow. Cool. 
I had an I had a toddler or an infant. I can't remember anything. Just a one big blur. <laughs> <laughs> no, I remember it was around about beginning of March last year. And I think it was a Thursday night we recorded. Good grief. Let me guess. Two past eight in the evening. Uh, past nine. <laughs> yeah, it must have been late at night because I remember we've pulled the times <clears throat> in a bit earlier. So I guess for the listeners that don't know, we record like Monday nights about from nine o'clock onwards. So all the guests we have always like sacrifice late Monday evenings and we, we're so grateful for that. So I'm kind of curious. <clears throat> so, I mean, a lot of people have met uh, both of you virtually through the podcast and then I guess subsequently at, at conferences. Um, has there been, uh, like I experienced something funny at Jason say, but I, I want to hear from you guys if there's been any like awkward podcast fame moments where somebody at a conference would to to say something or to meet up or do you get any funny stories like that to share? So, yeah, it, it didn't really happen while I was on the show that I recall, um, but not... But a month or two ago, I was chatting to somebody who a relatively inexperienced developer, and I mentioned, you know, you should, you know, try and get hold of a few podcasts, find a few ones that you like, listen to other people talking about code and about the craft. It's, it's very useful. And he said, oh, I've been listening to one. It's awesome. It's called the ZA Dev Chat. Have you heard of it? <laughs> and it's kind of Brilliant. like, uh, yeah, yeah, I have heard of it. it it's pretty cool. I, I quite enjoy it. And it's like, yeah, yeah, I really, really enjoy listening to it. And I just thought, I wonder how far back he's listened. And would it be, a, you know, would it be a complete ass if I go, yeah, you know, I was one of the founding guys of that. <laughs> and I thought like, oh, we'll just let it slide. The fact that he's got something that he enjoys is awesome. But no, I'm, I'm, I'm yet to have somebody walk up and ask for my signature. It, I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, no, I think signatures are a bit <coughs> far-fetched. <laughs> Peter, <laughs> anything, anything like that happen to you? No, sadly, no. <laughs> we need to blast your profile picture of everything so people know who you are when you're out at conferences. Because when you make a concerted effort to, to travel to, to join all of us all the way down from Durban, coming up to Joburg. Yeah, yeah, see, see, I see it as actually going up to Joburg. <laughs> yes, I like Kenneth. that technically. <laughs> yeah, Kenneth, so what just... you should do is yes. get hold of Martin Cronier. There was a, a slide from JSNSA three years ago um, oh, where, 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 where Peter couldn't make it at the last minute and he was going to co present something with Martin. Oh, dear. Um, and to, to kind of give Peter a virtual presence. If I remember correctly, Martin superimposed Peter's face on the Nyan Cat GIF <laughs> so that we had Peter with us. Um, and I felt that was pretty touching. So there's there's a pick for the end of the podcast, the Peter Nyan Cat. Oh, we'll find that. We'll find yeah, that. That's good. Oh, dear. <laughs> the internet never forgets, no, just Peter. It'll never forget. Now, just to close the loop, I asked that as I, <clears throat> on Saturday at JSNS, I had lunch with uh, the international speaker, Patrick, and it was just a blast, like chatting to him, not saying anything. And then like late in the afternoon on Twitter, he's like, no, he wants to meet up with the, the podcast people. He's been listening to the show and had some really nice things to say about us. And then I was like, just bring him back. I said, like, cool, we'll, we'll catch you afterwards. And then just walked back up to him again. And he, it was just funny. His face went like, oh. Oh, really? <laughs> I sat oh, with you guys brilliant. for lunch. <laughs> didn't even realize. I was like, yeah, well, it's all the editing work. Like, Kevin does this great stuff, and we've got these compressors. So we sound different on the show than we would sound in real life. Uh, the audio quality is completely different. So it was just so, so, so much fun. Um, yeah, so <clears throat> the other thing I wanted to ask you guys, and this is for everybody, is uh, their favorite episodes. Um, if I can start with Stephen. Ooh, I, I don't even have to think about this. Episode 29 was the spine model with um, Donnie, Rue, and Kevin Trithiwi. Um I got that episode in the morning, and I was stuck in really bad traffic, and I got to listen to the whole episode on the way to work. And it was so awesome that when I turned around to go home that afternoon, I purposely replayed the episode. And I've probably listened to that episode about 
six or seven times because every time I listen to it, I get something different from it. I absolutely love chatting to both of them about their way of thinking, about the spine model. And for me, that is like the episode for me. There's a few, there are a lot that I've really, really enjoyed. There's, but that one, that one stands out. Yeah, that was a fantastic episode. And it's definitely influenced the way um, Len and myself talk at work. <coughs> he always like pulls me out of the tools. It's like, no, no, wait, we're not at the problem level. Like, let's go. I'm up higher, higher, higher. And it's absolutely been fantastic. I think I also need to, to re-listen to that one. A bit. Hmm. <coughs> what do you want, Kenneth? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. on, the, on the spot. It must, stuff must work. <laughs> so what's that episode again? 29, Stephen? Yeah, episode 29. I've quickly pulled it up. It was 29. There we go. Perfect. We need to listen to it again. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, I remember definitely. recording that. It was such an interesting one. That was a, <laughs> and Peter, do you have one that's that stood out for you? Um, there's actually a couple, but um, the ones that I do recall um, that I really enjoyed listening to was the one with Mike um, about Angular two, because um, that's something I'm really keen about um, and really interested in about knowing what the future of that is. And every time, every time I hear Mike talk, it seems like he's got like such an in depth knowledge. Of pretty much every single JavaScript uh, front-end framework there there is, um, and then there was the one um, dependency injection. Um, I know I th I think I was part of that um, panel, but I still found it yep. very valuable. Everybody's opinions about um, how it's supposed to be used, when it's supposed to be used. Um, I really enjoyed both those uh, podcasts. Nice, Lynn. Do you have a favorite or favorites? Well, well I'm going to get into trouble with Stephen now because my favorites are, of course, the ones with Rob Stutterford on, you know, talking about lists. Brackets. Brackets and, and, <laughs> <laughs> and Datomic, you know. No, but seriously, the episode about Datomic, um, I loved the one with Mike on Angular too, but the, what was it, 48, I think it was, with da about Datomic. I mean, it, it really blew my mind. Um, I'm mm -hmm. still processing the outcomes of that so kind of echoing what Stephen said, I like I've listened to it twice already, and just even though I was on it asking all the questions, I listened to it again. Um, it's it's still percolating in my head. I have to agree on on both those ones. In February, before I saw closure, like Rob completely blew my mind, and and now having worked with it a bit and knowing it, that atomic stuff just blew it all over again. It's fantastic shows, Kevin. Do you have a favorite that stands out? Uh, I'm going to follow the suit and pick two. Uh, so one from a few weeks ago with Tarek, uh, React and Redux through the eyes of, through a fresh pair of eyes. I thought that was just such an inspiring one to look at how, um, when you get into the, the, these new front end technologies and the new way of doing things that, that have been quite prolific in the last while, um, and skipping over all of the legacy stuff of soap and even rest now how that's influenced the, the way that he's been looking at programming the, his introduction to it at this time i thought that was really cool to just see what it uh, hear his explanation coming at it as a newbie now in the last year so uh and then of course last week's where i got to argue with len <laughs> oh yeah, our, our poor development practices yeah. one. So, uh, our sick faults are pretty cool. <laughs> but last week's one, yeah. Sorry, Len, I had to argue. No, it was good. It was a good argument. Uh, it was. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, we we got we got to got to resurrect that one sometime soon as well. I was gonna say I don't think I've heard that one yet. One for the queue. Yeah, let. Yeah, one for the queue. <laughs> Let's. Uh, and everybody else that hasn't do it. It was a really really uh, thought provoking one. It's um at some times yeah and then i'll from my side i'll i'll pick two um i'll don't have the numbers on me but the one was the open data with jason norwood young i really like that one and i've been just like following that kind of space and the work they've been doing with code voice a for quite some time and it's really amazing just to see what um dedication and and, and the commitment they have and that the challenges they have to overcome and it's kind of like where the technology doesn't really make um, the key difference anymore, you know, it's like all quick and dirty scripts to just like extract tons of stuff from poorly released 
government information and, and surfaces wealth of stuff like that <clears throat> living wage website they've made and knowing your neighborhoods if you want to vote and the um, WASI map and all that stuff. Like it's just fascinating. And I would recommend anybody to go listen to that one. And then the visualizations with uh, Jeff Fletcher. I mean, it's such a odd, difficult topic to convey over audio. But Jeff was so well prepared because he was uh, giving classes at WITS in the multimedia uh, faculty. So he just, he was waxed. He had all the content and, and the stories and the backstories. And no matter what we asked, he was just on top of it. And that was also an absolutely fantastic show. So so those were kind of kind of my favorites. So can I can I ask a, a, a potentially difficult questions? You know, since since we like doing real conversations, um, what was the episode that you didn't enjoy? Mm, well, let's say the episode you enjoyed the least, or in my case, the episode that I really, really, really almost hated. And I'll let everybody else answer first if they want to. <laughs> well, maybe you could give us an example, Stephen. <laughs> so the. the there is only one episode, um, and I really, I like for me that was almost a lesson in podcasting, and that was kind of like vet the people you're going to be talking with. Um, we did the conversation on universities, oh, um, yes, and about forty five minutes into the recording, I, I wanted to pull the plug at that point, and I probably should have, um, because. Yeah, I, I didn't vet our panel correctly that evening. And the conversation went in circles, which again was, was my fault as well as the host. It ended up being like, I think in theory, the intention behind the show was good. But I let that get out of control. I let my emotions get to me. It was, oh, I've, I've spoken to a number of people and um, that always said to me, like, why, if they've listened to that episode, like, why, why did you publish it? And I don't have a good answer. <laughs> I suppose it's because we did it. Um, I really, that was, if I could go back in time, I would never have published that, that, that episode. Was that the one with Josh on it? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. We had Josh and we had, uh, now I'm going to forget his name. And if you're uh, Leslie, Leslie. Leslie, mm, mm. forgotten his surname. Leslie um, Young from Microsoft. Mm, I don't want to say Leslie Young, but if you say so, Peter, I think your memory is better than mine. Um, yeah, it, it, he was he was from the from the App Factory, so I don't know if that's, that's Microsoft right, yeah. directly. Um, but yo, man, I could have I could have guided that conversation <laughs> so much better. <laughs> Um, and I let my emotions get involved, and that for me was a real learning moment. Like, if I, when I start the next podcast, which I have in my head, I just need the freaking time. Um, that that to me is like my big learning point. Like, I don't ever want to publish something where I let a conversation get out of hand, like I did on that episode. Hmm. Interesting. So as the general editor of ZA Dev Chat, I've got two that I can point to primarily because of the effort that we had to then go into try and resurrecting the audio. Uh, both of them happened to be ones that we recorded over Skype. Uh, one was um, when we spoke to Kennedy um, from Kenya about IHUB. Uh, that Oh, right. He, he couldn't even connect on Mumble. Yeah, it, was it was so complicated. We, yeah. yeah, we, we really battled with the audio there. Uh, and then more recently, um, infrastructure as code with Charlene. Also, we had to jump over to Skype and it took a concerted editing effort to try and resurrect some of that audio. Uh, so, yeah, not, nothing specifically to do with the actual recording of the show, but just the um, technical side that goes into it. So for the listeners who are interested, we generally use an open source um, app called Mumble to do our recordings. And from an editing point of view, that makes my life a hell of a lot easier because everyone's track kind of just comes into a separate file and I can just drop that into Audacity and work with it. Uh, when it comes through Skype, 
it's another matter. You get one file with everyone's audio in one track, and that's a pain to work with. I feel your pain, bro. I feel your You've pain. Been there. That's the way. That's the way I used to edit the show, and that was one of. That's why it used to take me so long, and I think that's why I lost patience with it. But I mean, these are all good learning points. So for anybody else who wants to do this, do what Kevin's doing. Don't record via Skype like Stephen did. Stephen was a moron. <laughs> no, but Stephen, to your credit, it is kind of a black box. Uh, this mumble setup I heard about quite accidentally. There was, I can't even remember what show I listened to, but that Saranyat Barek from the Code Newbies, she was a <laughs> guest on a different podcast and she explained her husband helped her set up the mumble setup and how they record it and whatnot. And I was just like, spot on. This is how we're going to do it. And we're going to try it. And it's been working great. Except for those two times, like Kevin said, it was absolute chaos. Yeah, and I think first, I'm going to have to. Yeah, the first time uh, with Kennedy, he couldn't connect, and then the one with Charlene, halfway through, uh, I think Cloud Africa started getting a DDoS, which was mm, that's right. It was a huge network outage, yeah, and and Len had to disappear as well. So that that threw things uh, all over the place. Yes, and I was also late for that show. I remember that's why that's the one I wanted to choose. The one with Charlene. It's just the technicalities, and I missed the whole start of the show that Len helped carry. And then we just like have this weird swap where we changed mediums and, and panelists, like out of nowhere, like <laughs> Len got swapped out for Kenneth. Like, <laughs> and the show carried on. And for such a long time, I was worried that I'm busy asking the same stuff that happened just before, but I just had no way to know. And, and I can't remember for what reason I was so like late that night, but I was just like, guys, start recording. I'll, I'll drop in. And then I just dropped in at the worst possible time and I recorded it. You were catching up on Game of Thrones, man. <laughs> no, that's what the other evening. So I'm like five minutes late. <laughs> that's when Kenny's yeah, five minutes late for work. Yeah. I, I don't really have a like worst episode, but I do have one regret on that Angular episode with Mike. Um, the after we stopped recording we ended up having 20 minutes of i think probably the greatest podcast conversation about how bad typescript is and all the rest of it and it was just absolutely like wonderful both kenneth and i like the next day we were like damn we should have recorded that yes, it would have just been so good yeah it was like the the show was pretty good but that was just so much better <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and it speaks to what Peter said, like like Mike's knowledge of the front end and like JavaScript knowledge is, is so huge and he's seen so many things. So when it when it went off tape and he just like vented, like you know it's stuff he's seen in big projects in a lot of places over and over again. We're just like, this is absolute gold. <laughs> but he quickly saved it. Like I'm sure he purposely banked it until the record buttons went off and then he just emptied out on, on people that were willing to listen. <laughs> I, I want to say there was an episode that we recorded and we forgot to actually hit the record button. I, I can't remember if that was one of if that was ZA Dev Chat or if that was the the spinoff thing um, Len, that, um, that you and Kenneth tried. Like I remember there was an episode that got done and we re-recorded it the next night or something. I, I can't remember what it was. There was something, yeah. There was some, like, horrible mess. Yeah, and then we, we did it again, like, the Tuesday night. Yeah, it was something like that. So, yeah, a, a, another lesson with podcasting. And, I mean, I've heard, <laughs> like, even the guys on Ruby Rogues have made this mistake. Like, make sure you're recording. <laughs> like, <laughs> if you're going to record a podcast, remember to record it. <laughs> yeah. I think I remember hearing you guys mention that in, in one of the shows, but I can't. It's it's not like in the old notes. I'm busy searching through the site here, and I simply just couldn't find the reference for it. Um, I don't ha actually have um, one in particular, um, apart from the one that uh, where, well, all the shows that I'm involved in, I really don't like hearing my own voice, <sighs> um, but more specifically the one on, on build stuff, it's, it probably sounds that I wasn't actually at the conference, but more I spent all of my time drinking, um, which isn't too far from the truth. So whenever you guys ask me about a particular <laughs> session that I mentioned, it was like, yeah, let me go read up the synopsis and I'll tell you what it's all about. Um, but no, 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 no that honest. was the one with the awesome story that we can't tell your wife. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, to give you guys some info, so, um, We've we've got uh, somebody uh, well, uh, we've got a girl named Haley working for us now, 
So um, I'm busy like chatting to to Greg about um, build stuff this year, and um, I go, okay, Haley, we're gonna go do build stuff, and Greg just out of the blue just mentions mentions to my boss, um, he's like, provided P- Peter can find his room, he doesn't have to worry about uh, like organizing anything else. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yes. <laughs> the source yeah, files for that, No, the source files for that episode have been deleted. Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, Peter, I mean, that's generally conferences. You kind of remember the talks, uh, you know, like a day or two afterwards. And then, but what lingers was that everything had happened in the hallways and before and after, and the parties and events around it. So, uh, yeah, no, don't don't feel bad about that one. It's kind of that's my Ruby Fuza memories and all the JSNSA memories. And do, do you don't remember the talks, even your own ones. <laughs> I remember like sitting outside with Kevin and Len in, in like the open area at that Ambrosia hall, hacking on some bizarre problem for like half of JSNSA, but it was probably like just one break that we sat there. And uh, I think that's it was kind about of half of JSNSA. <laughs> no, but we, so I'm sure we actually watched talks. Now remember, and I gave one and Len gave one. And, and I gave one. Angela, I think that's a, and you gave one. So we like, we were definitely involved, but like the memory was that like everybody had crunched around this laptop, like outside in the sun, trying to figure out this weird performance timing thing that New Relic was reporting. I don't even know, was it Kevin, was it your app or was it Lane's app? But we yeah, were it was it was just like all hands on board to try and figure this thing out. And it's, yeah, that like that's, a, and it's a great memory because it was like a, a lot of fun and people came to check out what we were doing because we were obviously engaged. They probably thought we were playing Command and Conquer or something. I don't know. Like, it was just <laughs> like brilliant. shouting at New Relic, like, come on, waste it, like, make it faster. And, yeah, just like the other talks have since I like, kind of faded away. Oh, and I remember Garen Smith made a bad promise joke there. Um, but it's okay. Everybody will catch it later. Oh, it's, thanks, even That was a great question. Did everybody, yeah, everybody had a chance. Lynn, did you? Yeah, you did. What was that? <laughs> the most difficult <laughs> episode. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that was an absolutely fantastic question. I think it's something we don't tend to think about. So thanks, Stephen. So, but uh, speaking of, of something more, a difficult question, I almost want to volley this back to you, both of you guys. <laughs> you are both setting up on, on interesting next adventures. And um, yeah, I want to hear from you guys, like what, what the next chapters are that you're starting to, to write in your, your lives and like just as much as you're comfortable sharing. Stephen, kick us off. Um, yeah. So I think most people that know me and, well, it's been all over my Twitter account for a while. So um, I'm, I'm heading to New Zealand um, now in about, four weeks time we're actually submitting papers tonight for our visas and we've got everything we need and i've got my job offer which is awesome um i'm actually chatting to the team when we finish recording this tonight um i'm going to be joining the api team at zero so i'm super super excited about that um that's the accounting software yeah that's it that's it it's um online accounting and that's that's the simplification of what zero is and what zero does. I'm still I'm still like finding stuff. I'm like, wow, zero does that as well. So yeah, absolutely no pressure. Um, but yeah, the, the, this um, immigration process has been um, grueling. Um, we made the decision, well, around April May last year, um, that we were going to spread our wings and see the world type thing. Uh, we had our hearts set on Scotland um, and we realized it's really cold there and uh, we probably wouldn't survive. Um, and yeah, I've, I've always wanted to go to New Zealand since I was a kid. Um, and we looked around and my wife looked around and we thought, cool, let's see how that goes. And yeah, first company I approached just to just to have a chat with a manager to find out what they're looking for um because i mean i don't want to waste their time and at the same time i didn't want to have my time wasted like what are they looking for um yeah it became an on-the-spot interview and yeah it just flowed from there um but it's been difficult i've been well not i our whole family have been labeled traitors by certain people that uh you know we're going against the country type thing 
and yeah it's 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 been tough to get through um but we think it's going to be worth it we're really excited um and really scared because i mean neither of well i've never even left the country before um we've never been this far away from a support circle so yeah it's going to be an interesting time um so for those people who are looking at immigration stuff uh, we heard the phrase a lot. Immigration isn't for, isn't for what's what, what's more politically correct. I don't wussies. like. Yeah, yeah. Let, let's go with wussies. Uh, they always say immigration isn't for sissies, but I don't like that. Um, so yeah, let, let's just say it's really hard. Um, yeah, it's 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 very difficult, um, and hopefully it's worth it in the end. Um, having a look at the communities it's amazing how similar the new zealand dev community is to the south african one um also very close-knit nice slack channels a few small conferences um and everybody seems to know everybody um it took me all of about three months to be comfortable within um some of the slack channels there and I mean, I now speak to people on a daily basis on that side. We've never met face-to-face before. Um, and we have chats about everything. So that part's been really cool. Um, and I think I'm kind of blabbering on, so I'm going to shut up now. Okay, so I'm, I'm curious, like, if there are a few, like, small details that you can point out that excites you that, that about New Zealand or the stuff that made it, like, apart from the weather, because I'm sure New Zealand can also get pretty damn cold. Um, you know, compared to Scotland, is there like any other thing that went like, oof, this looks so much better than, you know, whatever other alternatives I looked at? Well, New Zealand has got hobbits, right? I mean, that's... <laughs> 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 no one's there. So, like, I, like, I see every... you've been reading all the brochures very and carefully, she... buddy. <laughs> Yeah, was, somebody said to me a while ago, with, there's five and a half million people in New Zealand and about 30 million sheep. And you know what? I'm okay with that. <laughs> oh, really? Peter. Peter. All right. So we, I think we're going to leave it there, Stephen. And, uh, um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, anybody anybody that's met me in person, um, like my knows wedding ring. Knows your fondness for sheep. No, knows my fondness for Lord of the Rings. But, oh, right. Um, <laughs> Elvish rings and all. Oh, wow, wow, wow. So many puns <laughs> that I'm not going to go down. Um, but yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. Don't, so, go, don't go anywhere. Just stay on topic. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So so <clears throat> what, one of the big things um, with New Zealand is that it kind of, it reminds me of, and I mean, I'm saying this having not been there, but my research and chatting to people that I know that side, it just, it reminds me of where I grew up. And I grew up in the low felt, so like just go run around in the felt and go have fun type thing. Um, yes. What the hell, Peter? <laughs> and no, Peter, I did not run around in the felt with sheep on the low felt, okay? Uh, anyway, um, yeah, if, if you have a look at, at New Zealand as a whole, like you're never more than three or four hours from like snowboarding, kayaking, uh, you know, specialty coffee places, forests, you know, snow-capped mountains. It's got all of that stuff. Um, I'd really like to get back to an outdoor lifestyle. Um, my wife is also a very outdoorsy person, and we kind of feel a little constrained here that we can't do outdoorsy stuff where we live now um, for a whole number of reasons that have got very little to do with the podcast, so let's not let's not do that. Um, but yeah, uh, the, just the country as a whole has everything on offer that I want, that I want for my family, that I want for my kids, and yeah. Um, An interesting fact: New Zealand have got no snakes. They've got some interesting spiders. Nothing like uh, Australia, but I mean, I can send the kids out, and they want to go run around the forest for an hour or two. You know. Go have fun. Don't have to worry about snakes. Don't have to, like, they've got one poisonous spider. What about the sheep? Um, <laughs> brew, brew. <laughs> I'm going to ram that sheep. Nah. <laughs> um, I'll make sure that they stay out of the farmer's yards. Don't worry. 
<laughs> but yeah, um, it's it's just the the they, um, the people there have a very similar idea to what we have about work life balance, um, and it's pretty. Yeah, mm. yeah, I must say the the place does look beautiful, like very picturesque, and that's why they would cho- uh, choose it for all the big movies. And having good access to snowboarding, that I'm going to be jealous of, because that's going to my thing is to I want to be somewhere, somehow be in close proximity of mountains that have a lot of snow for more than a few days. So Lesotho unfortunately doesn't cut it. I've never been snowboarding, but it's on my list. The first thing I'm buying is a kayak, and I'm going to go kayaking around on the open ocean. And it's at the end of the day, Stephen, it's an awesome adventure. And seeing as you, exactly. you've got your you've got your chops at order about moving, if you don't like it there, you can just move somewhere else, man. Yeah. Like <laughs> I, I, I think all these people who say you shouldn't move are just being silly. It's a huge world. You should go and see what wherever makes sense to you and whatever's interesting to you, right? That's that's our take on it. Um, but I think people get yeah. overly defensive, um, and you know. If if people want to be overly defensive, that's fine. Uh, it's very interesting. Mm. One of the first persons, one one of the first persons. Wow, one of the first people <laughs> that 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 labelled me a traitor, um, recently joined the Facebook group that I'm a part of because they're also looking at immigrating. So it it took oh, a lot goodness. for me not to go, <laughs> hey traitor, what up? But yeah, it's that yeah, that is what it be is. traitors together. Yay! <laughs> Gosh, it's probably almost a fear reaction. That people people do. No, it's great. I think it's also what you guys are doing. And I think, you know, like with a full family, it's probably easier to do like the just move as opposed to try and figure out how enjoyable a two-week holiday can be running around Europe herding kids. Like that must be a nightmare. Yeah, no, I'm I'm not even looking forward to the flight to New Zealand with the kids, to be honest. <laughs> like that's something is, you know, I think that's, that's the, the last big stress that I've got left in my life is like what happens if my two-year-old screams for 18 hours the whole way to New Zealand? How badly are those people in the aeroplane going to pummel the crap out of my face? All that, all that happens, you, the plane. you make sure that they all get uh, earplugs. Yeah. yeah, you haven't heard my son scream. There's no <laughs> earplug that's going to help with that, bro. <laughs> I've been on planes. Michelle has shown me these things before. Um, I don't know if you saw it like on Pinterest or general Facebooking, but concerned parents with like a young kid with potential screaming, handing out little, uh, I think it's like a little packet with earplugs in and just like a little card, just to like the, you know, nine seats around them or whatever, just going like, please like speak up if it's a problem and, and we're going to do our best, but like also, you know, have some kindness towards us. It's going to be harder on us than on you when this kid starts screaming yep. yeah that's it that's it so, so that might be a nice gesture <clears throat> i don't know like just google it <laughs> somebody's done the legwork for you yeah that's it and then just one last word on the matter um one of the big pull factors for me for um, new zealand specifically is there is a lot of stuff happening in the software scene in both wellington and auckland um wellington is like there's everything elixir ruby dot net hell i've even seen lisp jobs advertised len um and like I kid you not, there are tech conferences there that are actually sponsored by the city of Wellington. And that was the big thing that said to me, Wellington and not Auckland, because the city itself was actually paying for tech conferences to be held in the area. Um, and yeah, like I, I think in many respects, the, the South African scene might be a little bit more advanced uh, based on the conversations I've had with um, some teams in and around Wellington. Um, so yeah, I'm just really looking forward to that other way of thinking. Um, and I mean, we, we South Africa is a very diverse country culturally, um, but so so is New Zealand. They've got a lot of people from all over the world. Um, Martin Cronier has got a team. And Martin, if you listen to this, I hope you don't mind me sharing this information. Um, Martin, th- this is how mu- multicultural Martin's uh, Martin Cronier's team is up in Auckland. They've got eight Kiwis, two Polish, two French, two South African, a Fijian, a Sri Lankan, a Mexican, a- an American Mexican, a Romanian, an Argentinian, and a Brazilian. That is a lot of culture in one team. 
Um, that's a lot of different type of thinking, and that is something I'm looking forward to. Right, I'm done. Peter. <laughs> Sorry, I'm still trying to regain my composure. Guys, when you listen to this podcast, replace everything that Stephen said about outdoorsy with frolicking in the wilderness. <laughs> <laughs> Peter, Peter, there's no need to be all sheepish about it now, hey? <laughs> I'm sorry. Bro, you're you're going to a place where there's only windmills. Hey, don't knock the system. (laughs) Um, And tulips and bicycles. And it's summer. Yeah, Yeah, shut up. Shut up. My feet are like freaking ice blocks now. So, um, yeah, so a couple of of months ago, we decided that, um, well, uh, well, both my brothers have um, moved to Canada and... um, I'm way too dumb to get into Canada, so <clears throat> no, I'm joking. So both my brothers moved to Canada, and we decided a couple of months ago that we'd really like to um, go and see see the rest of the world. Um, really, um, it's not so much about escaping what um, what's happening in South Africa as it is um, more about uh, seeing the world. And my wife and I have really felt uh, fell in love with with traveling, and it's just a very cost-effective thing to do as to, um, for instance, move to the UK, which we are doing, um, and then seeing seeing Europe and the rest of the world from there. Um, and um, yeah, so I think it's a, I think it's going to be a great adventure. I don't don't really have much to say in, in part of um, Stephen's uh, Stephen's exciting or um, uh, very challenging process of getting there, but. Um, we haven't. Uh, there isn't really much um, from our side that we have to do apart from just uh, applying for a work visa, which really can, as far as I know, the expedite expedition of the process takes about three or four days um, once you submit your application, with a bit of help from the South African Rand. Um, and that's what we're doing. So we are moving to the UK. We're probably going to live in the in the West um, Country area, um, so near Bath or Chippenham, um, and when I went there last year, I just really fell in love with it. Um, the weather is 100% suits Madeleine and I, my wife and I. And yeah, I'm just really looking forward to it. Yeah, we need to introduce you to one of the speakers. That was said to be Fuza this year. He was from Bath. Um, Stephen, what was his name? Kevin, can you guys remember? <gasps> Julian. It's Julian. There we go. Julian Childs. Oh, is he from Bath? Yes. I, thought, I thought he was. Yeah, he's from Bath. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's part of the guys running Bath Ruby or the Bath Ruby conference or or something. But it's just a lot of fun, and he, he really made the place sound like a lot of fun. He's painted such a colorful picture uh, of the place, which is unlike the pictures of my mind, at least from most of the UK. But that does sound pretty exciting. And you're going to keep on working with Get Events Store just from there? Yes, that's correct. Um, it's I've really had such a fun experience um, working working with the team. The technology is interesting, um, and yeah, working remotely I think is is definitely a new avenue for um, for what a, what where our industry is going. Um, and I've just really been enjoying the the experience. Um, and <clears throat> yeah, since my wife and I really like um, traveling, I mean, having the ability to work from anywhere uh, really makes it so much more worthwhile to for for us, for instance, to go see the world. Um, yeah. Plus, I'll have another neighbor. Oh, yes. I'm well aware, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, so, so since you brought it up, Kevin, you've been there now for two months, uh, three months. So it's getting, to, it's getting close to two months. Uh, at, I think one week shy of two months now that I've been here. And yeah, going great on this side. Um, as I say, it's summer here, so combined with the... Um, being so far north and having the sun up until this time i mean it's now just going half past eight here and it's still broad daylight outside Uh, and today has been a real summer's day around 30 degrees in london Uh, with the with the humidity it's it's hot it feels hot or just as hot as joburg on a good summer's day and what's been the best thing for you being there so far oh wow they, there are so many things I could list. Uh, things that have surprised me around here are things like the post office isn't on strike. 
no, no, no. Actually, there's there's something about that is that people here tend to rely more on paper because you just drop something in a post box and it gets to where you want it to go to and it's reliable. So not everything is done by digital signatures and all ticky in that way. Uh, so I think that's had a, a good and a bad influence in different ways. I, I think in the, specifically in the UK, it's not that it's um, reliable, it's that it's so crazy fast. Like whatever you post today gets where you're going tomorrow, right? More or less. It depends on what you're posting and the size of it. But I mean, a letter, I drop it in the post box, it gets collected probably within the next two hours and uh, it gets to where it needs to be before end of tomorrow. It's magic. So, so, it's all so it's that plus the public transport. I mean, I have not driven a car in two months now. And that has been magical. I spend more or less the same amount on the tube as I would on petrol driving around Joburg, but I don't have the maintenance of a car. You know, so that for me, it's always one of the perks of, of traveling. It almost feels stupid, but it's so nice to be able to just get in a train, <laughs> like from anywhere to anywhere or a bus. It's a breeze when it places a proper uh, public transport system. Yeah, the, the tube in London is magical. The The buses just work as well. You know, everything is set up nicely. So, and I'm sorry, I have to go to the, the final awesome point of it is um, my latency is cut down by about 200 milliseconds for every connection. So now you don't have an excuse when you suck at Battlefield, right? Well, unless I'm playing wow. at South Africans, then my latency is up by 200 milliseconds now. <laughs> but <laughs> like, I found things like Slack, uh, in South Africa, you sit staring at that loading screen for 10, 15 seconds sometimes. Over here, it's not because the connection is faster, but just because of the low latency, it signs in within a second or two. Um, general things like that. Oh, and you can use Google Maps 3D and you don't have to wait for stuff to load. Wow, look, I know I live in the East Rand, but I'm going to say something ignorant now. There's 3D Google Maps? What? <laughs> like, like, why do you want a 3D version of a road? Like, is a road not flat? What am I missing? No, 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 buildings. <laughs> the buildings next to the road. Right. Okay. Like, Clearly, fully, I haven't used Google Maps enough. Buildings, you basically can look at, uh, look at Google Maps at an oblique angle. It works in Joburg as well. So, 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 what's the latency like with Pokemon Go? I haven't tried it. You suck. <laughs> no, I believe the servers were down. So, wow. <laughs> subtle. I also heard the servers were oh. dying. So, yeah. no, I, I, I did install it. Uh, I grabbed the first one that was right in front of me and closed the app. You're making my heart. You made, you're breaking my heart here, dude. Play Pokemon Go, it's fun. Don't go breaking my heart. I'm sorry, there was a brilliant uh, meme don't that went past. Uh, I don't know if it was on Facebook or something. It's that scene from The Matrix, you know, where Neo is lying on the, <laughs> on the table, like, why do my eyes hurt? So, and it says, why do my legs hurt? It's because you've never used them before. Yes. Well, I mean, technically, I'm still not using my legs for Pokemon Go. I just discovered that Xcode has a great GPS spoofing feature. <gasps> he did not just say that. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. There is nothing in Springs. There is like three Pokestops and one gym, and they are like kilometers apart. I am not driving between freaking Pokestops. It's not is, happening. Is Pokemon, Pokemon Go actually live in South Africa, or have you like just sideloaded something? No, he downloaded the APK. Uh, check me out. Check no, the, the, I did not download any APK file. I just have a fake US account on the iOS store. Oh, yeah, um, that's better. Mention fake on the much, podcast. Much <laughs> gone. Who doesn't have a fake US Apple account around here? Uh, <laughs> not me. Not me. Not at all. No, not me anymore. Oh, and I totally, I was joking about that Xcode and GPS spoofing stuff. It's terrible. It really doesn't work. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think there's extradition in New Zealand. I mean, you're saying. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Yeah, no, in that case, it works great. So it works great. <laughs> Guys, I want to like, uh, turn it a bit forward-looking, but kind of for us. Um, 
Peter and, and, and Stephen, I'd actually, no, let me put it this way. If What would you guys um, wish for us for the podcast? If you had your, your crystal balls and you look forward, like what would your kind of, you wish your legacy would be in having helped set this thing up and where you want to go? Like or what, or what, another way to phrase, phrase it would be, what's the show that we haven't done yet that you've been itching to do? Um, so going forward, there's one thing that I, I, I really hope that you guys do. And I think I already worded there. So right there, it's you guys, right? What I would like to see is similar to what Ruby Rogues did is why not, why not get a junior panelist? And when I say junior, that can be somebody with no development experience yet. They're just starting somebody with six months experience, something like that, right? So you get somebody on the panel to ask the questions that you don't think to ask anymore because things are second nature to you. Um, I found that when people like Saran joined um, the Ruby Rogues uh, panel that she started asking these amazing questions. Um, and it was purely because she just, she didn't, she hadn't been working as a developer for that long. Um, so yeah, I wish you guys all the best. I mean, I think I was only involved with the first four episodes or so and I mean you guys on episode 50 so seriously well done to you guys um, I really hope it keeps going well um, I'm loving the variety of of, um, of episodes and, and, and content um, and yeah the, the, the only thing I, I hope that happens is that you find somebody that you're comfortable with that's relative junior just to sometimes change the focus of the conversation and to ask questions that an experienced developer sometimes wouldn't think to ask. Because, I mean, between the three of you, uh, 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 Kenneth, Kevin, and, and Len, you guys have got a lot of dev experience behind you. A lot, a lot, a lot of experience, which is what makes it awesome to listen to you guys. But yeah, so maybe if, if, if you find somebody that's a junior that fits in you know, comfortably, um, I think that could be really cool. Yeah, thanks. That's that's really useful. And yeah, we, we do have a lot of, I was telling up the, the years in my head roughly, and it's like, oh, not going to say that out loud. <laughs> We're not that old. We just started early. Yeah, you know, there's always that curse of knowing, right? Uh, I think that's great advice. Thanks, Stephen. Yep, exactly. All good, all good. Well, thanks, Stephen. Yeah, that is a good one. Peter, from your side? Right. So I don't know if you guys um, listen to Hansel Minutes. Um, it's a podcast by Scott Hanselman. And oh, the yeah. one series I really, 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 really enjoyed What is his startup series. And um, it would be awesome if you guys involved more of the um, startup communities or the startup companies in South Africa and find out their stories and, um, and also um, I could chat to some of the guys um, that – are working remotely uh, for companies in um, either Seattle or like startup hubs. Um, those type of series I've, I've really enjoyed from Scott Hanselman. But other than that, um, a lot, I'm going to chime in with uh, what Stephen said. The diversity in the shows that you've done is one thing that I really, really, really enjoy. Um, it is not just all tech focused. Um, so for instance, um, the sp the, like the spine model um, with Kevin, and Donnie, um, the, um, the, um, Suzonke rising, um, with Theo, I really, really do enjoy some of those very, um, kind of like, um, what do they call it? Uh, um, not non-technical, but more like the social fleshy, nice type of stuff. Um, and yeah, um, that's, I don't really have anything else to add. Um, but yeah, that, that startup series, like have a series, right? Like have a conversation with somebody, um, now and then, um, but on that, no, no comments. And, um, I just want to say like, you guys have done a tremendous job. Um, I really enjoy every single episode. Um, and I'll, I'll keep on listening for as long as I, I can and for as long as you guys are willing to make it. Oh, thanks, man. That's like, super awesome to hear. Yeah. Thanks, Peter. I know with uh, the the point of getting some of the uh, local startups and things uh, involved, uh, 
we reached out to quite a few guys. We had a, a very few responses on that. So if you're listening to the podcast and you're in a startup or a business that's doing something interesting that we could talk to, please ping us. Get in touch with us. Yeah, and I guess one of the another question for you guys is um what advice would you have for us? Uh, how could we grow our user base? What 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 advice do you think uh uh you have to share there? Because we're always looking for ways to get more more listeners. So look, I mean ZA Dev chat is a hell of a lot bigger than what it was when I left. So I don't think I'm in any any position to to give any advice there, unfortunately. Um in fact when I like I've got something else in the pipeline. Like I said earlier, I just need the time. Um, I'm going to be coming to you guys for advice because I mean, like, to <laughs> see you guys have got the newsletter going and there's stuff on Slack. The, the website looks awesome. So yeah, from my side, I, I wish I could give a suggestion, but there's nothing I can think of. Um, to be honest, yeah. Props to Kenny for all of the work on the uh, you know, on the social side and the website. Yeah, and the Facebook page oh, yeah. as well. So, I mean, yeah, you guys have got everything covered that I could think of. No, I, I rely on on Buffer for all the social stuff. Like that that app is absolutely fantastic. It's so easy. I just fill up the pipeline every few days, and it just schedules and and tweets Facebooks and Google Plus um, everything. Yeah, and the website's open source. You can like, please go fork it and go crazy. Like it's all solved. <laughs> so you, uh, it was just a copy of my own blog, uh, which is also open source that I used. Tweak the font, put the cover art on, and everything. So there's a good base for you, and I'll give you all the the details um, of actually how we do all the admin and run the show that just streamlines all the not in the bits. And then, of course, the real work is left to you. <laughs> Fantastic. Thanks, dude. Um, from our side is I don't I don't think I think you guys are doing an amazing job already of growing it um, organically. I think um, as the podcast gets better, people will start talking about it via conferences, via the um, the South African Slack channel, South African Developer Slack channel, um, and on Twitter. And um, I think it's the it's the right way to grow. I don't think you guys need to do anything else from my side um, as far as like marketing and stuff like that because uh, honestly the show speaks for itself you guys rock i love you more than i love sheep <laughs> no you don't yes i do yeah. oh. sorry i'm sorry i'm nervous i'm nervous <laughs> i'm terribly nervous uh, peter's comments about frolicking has now just ruined that that picture for me completely <laughs> Please, please, please name the episode Frolicking in, like, what, episode 50, Frolicking. <laughs> frolicking down memory lane. Oh, wow. Perfect. It's a good thing I'm leaving the community for frolicking myself. So I think right now I'd get kicked out. <laughs> they still have internet in New Zealand, buddy. Yeah, they do. They do. Yeah. Well, make sure when you get to New Zealand, you scream loudly about the podcast. Yeah, yeah for sure. Definitely will. Definitely will. I have this habit of listening to a podcast and then getting to work the next day and saying to like, even at stand up, hey, do you guys listen to this episode? So, yeah, I mean, carry on doing the awesome stuff you guys are doing. And I'll recommend them all the way, all the time. Thanks, man. That's super. Yeah, thanks. And I think it would be, it's a great way for people, well, for devs overseas to get uh, a lifeline uh, back home, you know, as a way to keep touch. I mean, this is also this way we get to chat to Kevin every week, uh, mm -hmm. like, well, voice, <laughs> mouth to ear. Um, and that That's really great. And then he's in Slack a lot. Uh, but I guess the time zone thing helps. And yeah, you guys should not leave our Slack channel. Be there. Oh, no, 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 <laughs> and, I won't leave. I won't leave the Slack channel. Not at all. Yeah, you might just be a little bit out of sync, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to catch cool, up to you a... in time. Time zones. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, cool. Like, thank you so much for, for joining us tonight uh, on this big show, um, number 50. Like, it's, it's unbelievable. Uh, thanks for starting this, like having a thought to, to get the, your Skype chats recorded and, and up. I know uh, me and Lynn also had this, we, well, we did it face-to-face -face coffees and 
I also remember just one day Lynn was like, why is there not a microphone on the table? So it's nice now to have a microphone on the table. Um, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. And um, yeah, I guess with that, let's uh, roll into some picks. Hope you guys did your homework. Stephen, do you have some picks for us? Yeah, I do. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to be that guy. Sorry. I'm really loving Pokemon Go. <laughs> I, was, I was that kid that always wanted to, like I had the Pokemon cards and all that crap. Yeah. So I've been frolicking around Springs. I've been looking for my Shipachu. I haven't found a Shipachu yet. Uh, but yeah, no, seriously, um, even though it's not officially here, yada, 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 it's going to be here officially in about a week's time. Um, if you enjoyed the Pokemon stuff when you were a kid, check it out when the servers are up it's it's a lot of fun um my kids absolutely love it i love it more than they do they don't have an iphone i do so i get to play it more than they do um yeah other than pokemon go i'm actually going to recommend a horror game of all things um there's a game on playstation 4 called until dawn um it's one of these cinematic type movie games where you this essentially just interact with the movie, um, but it implements the whole butterfly effect. So there are tons of decisions throughout the game, and as you make these decisions, it kills off some characters and you know changes relationships between characters. Incredibly well done. I absolutely crap my pants two or three times. Absolutely love it. I'm going to play it at least another four or five times. Um, and then for something that's a little more industry-related, um, I've been reading NLP for Rookies by Becky Mallory. Um, I've seen mixed reviews about the book, but I've I've enjoyed the way it's the way it's laid out. Um, I've picked up quite a few things from it. Um, I find it quite interesting being able to implement the things that I learn um, in the book and try and pick up on when I can improve the way I communicate with other people. So yeah, that's it. Pokemon Go, Until Dawn, and then NLP for Rookies by Rebecca Mallory. Okay, so just to clarify, that's NLP as in neuro-linguistic programming, not natural language processing. Yeah, yeah, that's neuro-linguistic programming, yeah. Okay, good as, good as. Uh, Peter, picks from your side? Uh, before I start, um, I don't know if, if you guys saw that tweet or that comment about the guy that wanted to take his kids um, to the zoo. And so he's like, um, okay, kids, this weekend we're going to go to the zoo. And like, oh, yeah, we're going to go to the zoo to watch real animals while we're catching fictitious animals. <laughs> that's brilliant um so my two picks um the one kind of flows into your other the one is alfred um the productivity tool for osx uh, or the search tool um and i've been using that with dash um which is really really cool so if you don't know what dash is um dash is like an offline um api and sdk um documentation and if you pretty much like hook it, hook the, the dash workflow into Alfred. You can like, especially while you're traveling, you don't have Wi-Fi and you're looking for documentation on, for instance, Go or any of the other API or SDK uh, documentation that you have on you. You don't have to rely on having an internet connection, which is quite cool. Yeah, there's a nice poor man's uh, dash called devdocs.io, yeah. I believe. So this is HTML5 local storage kind of thing, offline first website kind of gives you the same thing but it's not nearly as slick as dash or the alfred plus dash workflow so just as somebody does a windows or a linux machine and they can't run alfred right cool. Ke awesome. kevin do you have any picks uh, i'm gonna pick a tweet uh given steven's pick of pokemon go uh a tweet went went around earlier this week uh reading everyone's playing pokemon again blink 182 has a number one song a Clinton's running for president and Tarzan's in theaters. Welcome to 2001. <laughs> yep, that's about it. <laughs> that is good. Uh, yeah, so apart from the, the tweet and the Pokemon madness, um, I'm going to pick a monitor. I got a Dell Ultrasharp uh, 2415. It's really nice. 24 inch, uh, 1920 by 1200, 16 by 10 resolution. Uh, a 16 by 10 aspect ratio and i really feel like it's the best programming monitor i've ever used 
Those are the ones we've got at work. Uh, oh, nice. I was just going to say we've got nice Dells, but I don't know what they are. Yeah, it's, like, it's that exact model. Uh, you're 2415. Yeah, 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 they are they're so 16 nice. by 10, not yeah. They've yeah, got awesome. the extra 200 pixels at the bottom. Yeah, yeah. The the extra height really makes a massive difference, and yeah, I, I, I love this thing. <laughs> so yes, mm. that's my pick. Very cool monitor. Um, Prometheus 1.0, the monitoring tool, got released today, so it's it's finally reached 1.0 status. So if, if anybody does system monitoring, I'd highly recommend they go and have a look at Prometheus.io uh, for two reasons. One, it's got a very novel take on how to do systems monitoring, and it's built by ex-Google guys, so the architecture of it is very interesting and unique. Um, and two, it's just a really great monitoring system. So if you need to monitor your apps or systems, hardware, whatever, have a look at Prometheus. The alerting systems come along, so it's, it does full monitoring, collects time series data, and can alert against that time series data. Prometheus.io. Cool. And then I've only got one from my side, a bit unusual for my picks, but it's just a single song, Machete, from Amanda Palmer. I Great know she's not everybody's taste, but yeah, it is nuts. And it's like one of the... It's not her first song, but it's one of the newest songs that she's done since she's gone to switch to this Patreon model. So it seems like she's completely working off just donations and Patreon supporters to do her new work. And even on the link I'll put for the show notes, she's got this one long page on her website. So it's not just that you can download and listen to the song, but it's the entire backstory of the people in the song, pictures of how they were making it, everything that got involved. It's really a long read, and, and but it's it's beautifully done. And it's just great to see an artist like put the whole thing out there and, and to get an insight in that creative process. So that's absolutely fantastic. And then yeah, when she was here a few years ago, it was also just such an amazing show to see. So yeah, that's that's my pick. Cool. Um yeah, thanks again, everyone. Uh yeah, let's say good night. Cheers. Thanks everyone. Cheers, guys. Thanks everyone. Thanks Cheers. everyone. Good night. Good, night. good luck, good luck guys. <laughs> Frolicking. <laughs> Yeah, good luck.